Tarot is a wildly misunderstood tool. There's this idea that tarot is used for just fortune telling or I don't know, like telling other people what's going to happen, which I guess is sort of the same as fortune telling. I digress. Uh, tarot is for so much more than that. And we're going to talk about that in today's episode of the podcast. We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of Expedition to Soul. I'm Sarah, founder of the Sisters Enchanted, and today we are bringing you a video or audio, however you're participating in this, of a, a discussion where I talked about tarot for courage and joy, conjuring courage and joy with tarot. So we've been bringing back some great videos and podcast episodes and whatnot from the archives, and this is one of them. Now, tarot, when used as an intentional tool, so more than just in like intuitive tool, which it certainly is, but it's also this beautiful storytelling tool and this tool to really on purpose examine yourself and your stories. And that is one of the things that I love about tarot is that it's an, it's a purposeful tool. It's intuitive and it's purposeful. It's both. So today you're going to hear about conjuring courage and joy with tarot. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and let you listen in. Okay, so let's talk about these strategies for using tarot to conjure more courage and joy in your life. So the first strategy I have here is to use the cards to tell the story of a situation. What's interesting is with so many of you here that showed up live that are on the newer end of tarot, these are going to help you just learn tarot. So while this class is about conjuring more courage and joy, these are all things that are just going to help you learn tarot anyway. So it's really perfect. So the first one is to use the cards to tell the story of a situation. Now, this is a great way to help you learn as well. Now I'm kind of like spinning the way I'm talking about this since we have so many new folks here in the audience who showed up live. So everybody on the replay, I apologize if you're not new, but <laughs> um, choosing the cards to tell your story, that's going to make you learn that because you have to know the meanings of the cards, right? So the way that I suggest doing this, and I have my cards separated because I was actually recording a visualization earlier today, but what you would do is you would go through them and look for the situation in which you want to conjure more courage and joy. So this could be really anything. If you're having a tough time at work and it feels completely unjoyful, you're like, this is miserable. I can't even, I don't even want to go to sleep at night because I don't want to wake up to go to work the next day. <laughs> I just want this day to never end so I can go home and just live my life. Um, if it's totally miserable uh, and you're not joyful, but you need the courage to get through it. Most of us in some circumstance or some time in life, we will just wade through the crappy stuff sometimes we have to wade through the crappy stuff. Like sometimes there's no, there's no, no way out of it. Right. But a lot of us will stick to a crappy situation because we don't have the courage to move through it. And that doesn't mean we're bad or there's anything wrong with us. That happens to everybody. And it could be a small potatoes thing or a really big potatoes thing, but it takes courage to get out of stuff that's making us feel crappy and totally not letting us be joyful. And that's where this comes in, finding the courage. So if you go through the cards and, uh, you know, just look and start painting the picture of your situation. Like this is, I'm not going to interpret all these for you. I'm just going to pick some at random, but the eight of swords. So she looks pretty trapped, right? She's blindfolded. She's trapped in this deck. She's out in the snow. 
And this is the Dark Mansions Tarot because I know everyone's going to ask. So maybe Anna can type that in the <laughs> in the in the comments. Dark Mansions, Anna. Anna knows what it is. Um, so maybe that's how you're feeling. You're feeling trapped, and then maybe you feel like your boss looks like this dude. You know, really like going to come at you with that sword. Maybe he's the one sticking all those swords in your dress, making you be miserable. And then maybe the next part of the story, like. And again, and I'm just going at this as if I don't even really know what the cards mean, right? So this one looks like fiery. Maybe you just feel really angry when you think about it. And so that's your story right now. And then how do you want to feel? Maybe you want to feel, you know, like this guy. He's real. He seems pleasant. Like he's working, but it's not too bad. Um, so I think you guys get the idea. Go through and just pick the cards. Again, this works best with a card deck that has imagery on it. So a pip deck, which I mentioned before, it's a deck that just shows the suits. So for the seven of pentacles, for example, with this happy looking older gentleman in a pip deck, there would only be seven circles there. So seven discs or seven pentacles or coins or whatever the deck calls it. There would just be those and none of that imagery. So this really works best if you can see all of these strategies actually work best if you have some kind of imagery to work with. Um, and so paint the picture of your situation right now. Use the cards to tell the story. And what's interesting about doing this is it makes it a very visual experience. So we all probably hear or have heard of things like um, art therapy and art journaling and you know, like um, movement therapy. And I don't, I, I wouldn't say this is exactly like that, but it's sort of similar where you're taking what's in your mind and you're painting a picture of it. You're externalizing it. And in doing this, we can then go back through and read all these card meanings if you don't know them. And that's going to help you learn them. You're also going to see what your gut association was to those, right? You're going to see with the King of Swords, this dude looks pretty angry. <laughs> he looks unpleasant. But the King of Swords is really a man who's in charge of his logic and he can wield his logic to get done what needs to get done. So there's a lot of positive stuff there. But when we look at him, we're like, that does not feel positive probably. Um, and so we can learn like, what's our gut reaction to it? And then what does it actually mean? Anyway, so that aside, for your conjuring courage and joy, move through this and then ask yourself like, what what is making me feel like this person, you know, and what card represents the opposite of that? What card represents the courageous person that's going to move through this and do the thing that makes me feel joyful? So really this first exercise that's on your list and part three on your worksheets or your magical printable sheets is about externalizing the problem. So taking it out of your head and putting it in front of you. And Emily, who I said is one of our magical mentors, she's also the owner of Wise Woman Witchery, and she's a therapist, and she's saying depth inquiry, peering into our subconscious. Yes, exactly. So we're, we're externalizing the situation, and we're seeing where, like, why are we feeling such a lack of courage? What's the worst that could happen? You know, and what's interesting in this example is this guy who's so angry, you know, maybe when I read about him, I'm like, you know what, maybe he's not so angry. Maybe I'm just misunderstanding him. You know, and it's just my perception of him that's making me like feel this way. Maybe not. Who knows? But uh, that's an interesting card to have pulled for that, right? So that's the first way. And you guys can see how that's going to help you learn your cards as well. So the next suggestion I give you is to pull one card each day. And you'll hear this a lot where people will say, pull one card and ask, what do I need to, what do I need to know for today? And a few months ago, I had this, uh, this idea to encourage our community to ask, who am I today? And I, the reason that I 
came up with that or started presenting that invitation to people was because this idea of what do I need to know today, I feel like still allows us to blame things externally. Like, what do I need to know? And then you pull like the ace of wands. You're like, oh gosh, you know, who knows what's going to happen? This looks bad. <laughs> I mean, that's not a bad card. None of them were bad cards, but that's actually like just a great card of passion and opportunity. But maybe you pull one that looks like, like this, the 10 of wands. Maybe you pull that one. And you're like, oh no, someone's going to give me all of this work to do. And it's going to be terrible and horrible. And when we ask, what do I need to know for today? I feel like it gives us the opportunity to just put stuff out on other things and other circumstances and asking who am I today puts us back on us to say, how can I, you know, what do I need to know about me? What do I need to know about how I am going to, um, how I'm going to react to the world around me, how I'm going to react to what's, what's going on, how I'm going to show up in a situation. And maybe I'm going to be the problem causer because we're all problem causers too, right? All of us. So asking who am I today? And I love that for conjuring courage and joy as well, because that can help us to see like, oh goodness, me, like this is showing me that perhaps I'm going to need to conjure more courage today. Maybe I'm going to have to step through my fear. Maybe I'm the strength card. You know, maybe I'm the page of a suit, which is the childlike figure, the naive figure. Maybe I'm all of these things, whatever card I am, um, but it helps us to internalize and see what we might need to look out for for the day or what we can really harness also. And even the cards that seem like weaker or negative, you know, like those page cards, those are all things we could harness as well. You know, think about children and their childlike wonder for the world around them and they're risk takers and they ask big questions and they ask weird questions and they're not afraid to be who they are. I mean, my five-year-old daughter went to dinner the other night in a pink cowboy hat with a fairy crown underneath it and a princess dress and like weird colored socks with sweatpants underneath. And she was like, this is amazing, you know? So children have the, this, this very cool capability to just be who they are. So when we pull these cards in tarot that might be like, oh, you don't really know anything yet. You know, maybe that's what we wanna lean into is this, that, this idea of wonder and joy. That would be an invitation for lots of joy in your day if you got one of those cards. So that's the second strategy, who am I today? And of course, that's also going to help you to learn the cards because you can then look them up and see what it means. So I always suggest, again, to lead with your intuition. What do you think it means for you? But secondarily, don't be afraid to look up the card meaning because that's how we learn those traditional meanings. All right, the third strategy on here is to choose a major arcana card or a court card that depicts the energy that you would like to harness for a situation and work to embody that energy. So, um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm still, I'm trying to read your comments while I talk to you. So yeah, that's, I love the idea of who am I today as well. So use that one. Um, okay. So in here, I suggest major arcana or court cards, uh, to harness those energies. Now you could do this with any card. It doesn't have to be a major arcana card or a court card. The reason that I put those in there is really just to narrow it down for you. But major arcana cards, they tend to be the kind of like the rocks of the tarot. So the major arcana cards, that's the fool through the world. And in there, that's the fool's journey. It's the, our, everyone's journey through life, through every circumstance, through learning, growing, making mistakes, and totally just blossoming and being awesome. That's all in that fool's journey. And those are things that are long, big themes, Anna says, exactly. Those are long-standing things. They're not flash-in-the-pan sort of things. 
they have impact on us, they are gonna stay in our minds and our memories versus a minor arcana card where those could be like the day-to-day -day things. Um, and then the core cards can really paint the energy of a situation. They can point to people. They can point to personality types. Um, I love my favorite idea, my favorite way to look at court cards is through energies. So the energy of a situation for sure. Um, but uh, yeah, so choosing a court card, court card, so kind of the energy you want to harness or a major arcana card, because those are those rocks or those big things. They're those powerful things. They don't go away easily. Um, and which one of those do you want to harness for the day? So in terms of looking for courage and joy in our lives, any of these cards would work. It just depends on what you're looking to do. So maybe for you, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm bending over backwards for everybody's needs. I'm constantly tending to other people. I'm the top of the phone tree at school. I'm the top of the emergency list at work. You know, like my best friend has always called me for everything. My mom called me for everything. Maybe you're on the top of everybody's list, right? And so for you, the courageous thing that you need to do is tell people to stop freaking calling you. And that can be really hard <laughs> because then you feel like you're letting everybody down, but you're going to feel more joyful when you have some time to yourself. So maybe it's just one day a week that you do this, but whatever it is. And the card that maybe you want to, I don't know, maybe the hermit, the hermit is like going within and introspective. Maybe you just want to be within, maybe you don't, you don't want anybody near you. And just based on the name of the card, the word, the hermit, maybe you're like, that sounds like me. That's what I need to be joyful. And so you harness that energy and you take the card out, you look at it, you really observe it. You kind of think to yourself, I am this person. I embody this energy. I'm courageous enough to be this person. So whatever it is, maybe for you, you need to be strength in the major arcana. And that's the woman, typically she's a female with a lion. And maybe that's what you want to embody. But whatever it is, you know, choose the card that looks like the energy or the person that you feel like would help you to be more courageous in whatever it is you need to do to feel more joyful, even if it's for 20 minutes or if it's for the rest of your life. And work on getting to know that card. And that's another strategy that's really going to help you learn your cards as well. Because in getting to know it and kind of seeing yourself step into the card and become that person, you're going to become very familiar with what's happening. Um, yeah, in those in those cards. Uh, Michelle says, that's me now, the hermit. I just had foot surgery and just want to go within. Yes, that's, yes, do it, go within. All right, the next strategy that I give you is to choose a card that depicts how you would like to feel in a situation and practice visualizing yourself living in that image. So that's kind of what I just, it's an extension of what I just gave you. So the first example I gave you or the previous example was the energy you feel like you need to harness. Like you really want to put on the suit of that card and wear that card out in the day. Um, in one of our classes in the past, I actually gave the challenge to people to like dress like the card. <laughs> so it didn't mean to like, you know, put on a suit of armor for a night, but you know, like if you were wanted, wanting to be a, the knight of swords, like dress powerful, like you could wield that sword if you needed to, right? Um, but here, that's kind of what I'm asking you to do is choose a card about how you wanna feel and practice yourself living in it. So what would that person do? Would the knight of swords turn and run the other way when their neighbor came over to bug them again about your barking dog, you know, and your neighbor just won't leave you alone, but you know your dog's not doing anything wrong and it's, you don't have the courage to talk to your neighbor and tell them to leave you alone. You know, would the knight of swords run away? No, the knight of swords would not run away. <laughs> That doesn't mean take a sword to your neighbor, but you know, what could you 
what could you sort of embody in that? And how can you see yourself acting out in that person or like the strength card? You know, I keep using that example, but it's the perfect example for courage, obviously. You know, what would that character do in that card when that neighbor came knocking again? Would that character like, you know, just pretend they didn't have a lion available to help them? No, no, they would not. <laughs> they would they would have that lion by their side, you know? So we can visualize ourselves in there. And again, we can learn the cards this way too, because we can then look them up and learn the stories of them. Um, so Amy says, I use this technique unintentionally when I was pregnant with my second, fell in love with the Empress from the Witch's Tarot and bought the deck to use during my preparations for birth. I love that, it's beautiful. Um, Sarah says, love the idea of pulling a card and stepping into that person or energy. Need to start pulling the daily cards from my morning routine and who I am today. Yeah. Christina says, I remember that challenge. I did the ace of swords with Ken's gladius sword. <laughs> yeah, there was, I don't, what class was that from Christina? I don't even remember. That was, so we're going to be four years old here. I've run a lot of challenges. I don't recall, which I just recall sending me, I was like, dress like a tarot card. <laughs> <laughs> the end. <laughs> um, okay, so the next suggestion that I give you here uh, is to list out the necessary action steps and choose a card to coincide with each. So this is kind of like creating your own tarot spread. Uh, if you, you know, maybe you want to, maybe you want to end a relationship and move out, or that's like the ultimate courage. So what would the steps be involved in that? <laughs> Maybe you list out the steps and you pull a card for each one. Now the cards that I want you to pull for each one, you I want you to intentionally pull them. So I don't, I mean, you can do this in two ways. I suppose now that I'm saying it, you could intent, you could unintentionally pull them or with um, intu intuitively pull them, I guess is what I'm trying to say. You could intuitively pull the cards and just say, well, what do I need to know about this step? What do I need to know about this step? Um, but the more courage you need in a situation, the more intentional I would be about using your tarot as a tool. So I would say, I would look through the cards again and pick the card that embodies the representation of you that you feel like you would need to be to complete that action step. So whatever these action steps are, go through and say, who do I need to be to get that done? And then put that card down. And again, you can learn the cards in this way as well, because you can go back through and read the meanings of them. So in this exercise, you could do that intuitively and just say, what do I need to know? But I feel like in those situations where we really have to step through fear to be more joyful, being intentional about it is going to be more helpful because many of us already know what we need to do. We're just not doing it in those situations. And so looking intentionally at, okay, how can I embody this? How can I, how can I move through this? What can I be to get this done? So yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Michelle says, I read in my book, you can use a card on your altar of whom you would like to be. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yep. You could place like a card up in your bathroom, make a little, even like a little tiny, I'm a big fan of little altar spaces because I've got two little kids and two cats, nothing sacred in my house. So I use like little um, plates and I'll put like a candle on the card of what I want for that, you know, situation or whatever it is I'm working on for sure. So the other suggestion I have here, the final one on the list is to rewrite your story using the cards to tell the story of courage and joy along the way. So many of us can get lost in this idea that we're not courageous or like life has happened to us or we failed in some way or we just have all these hardships or whatever. Um, and we wanna rewrite our story here to show where we've been courageous and joyful. So maybe, 
uh, you know, what's an example for like an example in my life, and this is kind of a, what's a small potatoes example, as I call them small potatoes or big potatoes, this is a small potatoes one. But I went to graduate school to be a teacher, spent all this money on student loans and my master's degree and all these things, right? And then I had a business in education and, and it was fine, I did that. And then I started the Sisters Enchanted, which is amazing and I love it. But it has nothing to do with the thing that I spent all the money on, other than the fact that I teach. But I, I didn't need to go to school to teach when I'm teaching. I didn't need my master's in education for this. So I have all this money, right? And so sometimes I can get down on myself and be like, I made a really bad decision. I made a really poor choice. Why did I do this? The reason I went to graduate school to begin with was I didn't like the job that I had before that, but I didn't take any time to figure out what I wanted to really do. I just dove into the next thing um, and without thinking, and then there I was, and I knew I didn't want to teach like the minute I started student teaching and whatever. So I can get really down about that <laughs> when I think about it, but instead of writing that story of like, why didn't my family help me with this decision? Why didn't my mom help me talk through this? How come nobody asked me, Sarah, why are you quitting your job and going to school with no notice and no money? You know, and I sometimes look at these thoughts in my head, but how I can rewrite this is like, look, you had the courage to dive in head first. You had the courage to then just close down your other business and head first into this online world of witchery, right? And so I, I can rewrite the story, which as you can maybe tell, I've done this exercise, rewriting my story where I'm more, where I'm courageous and, and not stupid. <laughs> um, you can rewrite your story using the tarot cards to show your journey of courage and joy. And again, this is about intentionally choosing the cards that are rewriting. Where were you really courageous? And often these are the moments when we're really down on ourselves about something. Like, why did I do, I can't believe I made that mistake. Why, who let me do that? Why did anybody stop me? I knew better. Um, and those times that, that we can really get down on us because those are the building blocks to the fear that keeps us from getting, doing the things that are make, gonna make us feel more joyful in the future. Because we have these little, we have all these missteps from our past that create these building blocks of this wall that keep us from joy, right? So if we can start to take those down and say, no, you know what? This one's not, that wasn't stupid. That was courage in disguise. <laughs> this was courage in disguise. Or like, this was a learning lesson. Maybe, maybe you really are like, no, that wasn't courage, but I can see how it was a learning lesson. So maybe we take that one and we say, no, it's a learning lesson. It wasn't a stupid thing. It was a learning lesson or, or whatever. And we can rewrite our story using tarot. So this is many of these same strategies. <clears throat> Excuse me. Courage in disguise. Yeah, I have lots of courage disguised as stupidity. <laughs> um, anyway, and again, so it's really rewriting the story. Um, now, I when I send out the replay for this, I have a, a link, and I can actually put it in the comments for you guys too. It's a uh, meditation that I created, and it's it's free, and it's like you just click the link, and it'll be there. You don't have to do anything, um, but I'll put it here in case you want to do it right after this. And it's, it's fast, it's embodying the fool, it's a visualization. And it's like a meditation experience. Um, and it's about 20 minutes long. So you, like, if you're not a meditator, you can do it while you're washing dishes or folding laundry and just listen. Um, and, uh, but it, it is, it's fast and furious visualization there for you. Uh, but the fool's journey, that is a story, as I mentioned before. It's the story of what happens all the things the fool encounters, right? So you step into the world as the fool, you're born as the fool, 
in every new situation you're put in, whether that's a partnership, um, like a big purchasing decision, a job, a career, like everything that's new to you, every morning you step out of bed as the fool essentially to a whole brand new day. And we're the fool, we have all these experiences along the way. And the idea is, is it's not a linear journey. I mean, we line the cards up, it's linear obviously, but there's not, when you lay out the fool's journey from the fool to the world, it's not a progression of happiness. So that's what I mean by it not being linear. It's not like a, oh, you learn and you learn and there's some bad stuff and then you learn and then it's good. It's like you're learning, bump in the road. You learn, bump in the road. You learn, bump in the road. Because that's how life is. You learn, bump in the road. And we can tell our own stories in the order that happened for us, just like we can tell the fool's story, right? Um, and yeah, and you can also listen to that visualization if you want to and kind of take yourself through that fool's journey from beginning to end very quickly. And uh, it's, it's kind of like a mix of a meditation, visualization and affirmations all together. <laughs> so yeah, it's a definite, it's a little different than anything I've put together before, but you can check that out too and talk yourself through the fool's journey. So using your tarot cards and not in the traditional ways of just memorizing them and in using tarot spreads, but really intentionally and I think that not enough people talk about using tarot intentionally. Um, everybody talks about it like intuitively, reading for others, getting advice, figuring out what they should do. But tarot is a tool for intentional focus, intentional thought. Uh, it's so powerful. And it's one of my favorite ways to use tarot, actually. Probably in the last like five years, been one of my favorite ways. Uh, so I really encourage you to do that and use it intentionally to conjure more courage in your life so you can conjure more joy. And you've got lots of great suggestions here as to how to do that. Thank you so much for participating in today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it and took away some helpful information or something you can use in your life right away, right now. If you want some help learning tarot, reach out. We've got a really cool tarot throwdown class and we teach it in our holistic witchery program. What I love about teaching it in holistic witchery is that it's part of our five I framework for expansion. So it's not just this thing you're learning in a vacuum. You're learning tarot in a way that helps you expand your energetic capacity to hold more of whatever it is that you want in your life. And it all begins with living more intentionally, which is a way you can use tarot, right? With more intention. So reach out if you need any help finding any of these resources or programs. We're here to help. But in the meantime, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I can't wait to see you in the next one. And I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day. If you liked this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, it will really help us spread everyday magic, intention, and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. There are new episodes every Tuesday and astro forecasts for the week ahead every Friday. If there's any topics you'd want to hear, anything you want us to dive deeper into, shoot us an email at magic at the sisters enchanted.com. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the sisters enchanted, and we'll see you in the next episode. Mm -hmm.